Welcome back to the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur. I am your host, Cam Snow. And I am your co-host, Carla Snow. I don't know if you can hear our other co-host in the background. Um, but we've got Shiloh as well over here, as usual. Yep. <laughs> and um, today's episode is inspired by true events. Yes. Um, about... A year ago from today. So this is, we're recording this in February, 2023. And um, January 29th, 2022 is the the first time that Carl and I ran an event. Uh, Technically, it was the second time, but it was the first time. By ourselves. By ourselves. Second time by ourselves. We had run a one-off like travel mastermind kind of thing, but this was a uh, a local marketing and healing event that we ran Mm -hmm. called Leads for a Lifetime Live. Uh, actually, it's called Musical Momentum, that first one. Oh, yeah. Musical funny. Momentum is what it was called. And at that um, event, wow, he's so vocal. <laughs> at that event, um, we had, if you were watching YouTube, then you can see some rocks slash crystals on our table. And if you just got triggered when I said crystals, hang on. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in today's Buckle episode. Up, Buttercup. Buckle up, Buttercup. Um, and Carla had one of her, uh, crystals. It might've been this one, honestly. I don't, I don't remember. And was using, uh, I think Paul Santo, um, which we'll talk about that later as well. Santo and Amethyst. Yeah. And one of our attendees at the end, when we were doing a wrap up and we were talking about just the experience of the day, she said, can I just say how healing it was for me? to see <laughs> to see you guys up there talking about your faith in Jesus while Carla's doing her witchy things with the <laughs> crystals and the Palo Santo, which we took in the spirit of which was intended, right? A spirit of love. Um and highlight for but, sure. And it also kind of highlighted uh exactly what we wanted to talk about, which is that there's a perception that there's um like crystals or palo santo is something that is of witchcraft and thus not something that followers of christ should ever touch right and um so we wanted to talk about that uh because in that conversation as she said it was so healing for me like she it was so clear how deeply she was impacted and I think that she experienced the love of Jesus in a way that she hadn't before, because we yeah. were expressing it in a way that she hadn't experienced before. And she came from an environment that was extremely religious. She grew up in like a, in an area that was very, very conservative Christian up to the point where she'd actually had somebody close to her in her life who had left because she had hired somebody who was not a Christian. And so there was, just a lot of religious legalism that she had been up against. And there was a certain amount of freedom that she was feeling in that environment where we were just talking about all sorts of things, Jesus and God and marketing and business. And we had our crystals. <laughs> I'm going to attempt to pick them yeah. up. <laughs> we have a, uh, a noise suppressing thing on our mic. So you may not be able to hear Shiloh, but we can, and he's very vocal today. 
<laughs> which we, we encourage we say know. that as if being a vocal is not normal no right. like <laughs> we want him to use his voice it just makes it a little interesting to try and like record, um, record and concentrate yeah. so we'll see how this goes um but we wanted to open up this conversation around something that's a bit of a taboo topic certainly in christian circles and church circles and um kind of explore it and i think this is episode's going to be a little bit of our personal thoughts on this maybe a little bit of bible stuff um and just th- these are just our thoughts there are our opinions there are our convictions um obviously we have no problem having crystals um they're rocks and created by god created by god and i don't have a problem with that in fact this one right here if you're listening to the podcast um i'm holding up a geode that's been cut in half and it's got like a dark blue on one side and then like two sections of light blue and there's a little in one of the sections of light blue there's a small thing of dark blue again and this is significant because this is the first rock crystal that I ever got and I actually got it from my grandparents and my grandparents um, have always been spiritual mentors in my life they are enormously committed to Jesus and have spent the last 30 years traveling internationally as missionaries sharing their story of hope and redemption that they found in Jesus 35 countries 35 countries um, and just ministry just doing a lot of ministry over the, uh, the past few decades And so they gave me this rock when I was, this crystal, when I was, I don't know, 13, 14. And there was a letter that came with it that I have since lost, um, explaining like what they saw and why they picked this, this one for me. Um, I remember it had something to do with like God's purpose, um, like being hidden within or something like that. So that was my first experience with it, um, is that. This is a beautiful object that God made that can have spiritual significance if I choose it to be that way. Um, I would love for you to share some of your thoughts because the way that, just so if y'all don't know, the way that Carla and I approach topics of a religious nature, we come at it from completely different perspectives. For me, I have to know what the Bible says. <laughs> and I have to know like what the bu- chapter and verse, what does the original Hebrew, what's the original Greek. And if I cannot find a way to get to a certain viewpoint through the scriptures, I can't get there. Carla operates in a different perspective and I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> I was like, which I'm is not so to, curious to know. How yeah. To it's not to it. say that like Carla does not, um, Like my pathway is through the scriptures first because that's how I was raised. And Carla was raised in an environment where the Bible was used to beat things out of her. Mm -hmm. As in like a very religious, very legalistic tool of this is what you must do. You must wear long skirts. You may not cut your hair. You may not wear makeup, all that stuff. So she experienced the Bible for a long time as a tool of oppression tyrant as yeah god is a tyrant god is a tyrant a tool of tyranny and Mm -hmm. so her perspective is more of like matching 
her experience first and then to the scriptures. And it's actually perfect because that's kind of how we complement each other in our relationship. Yeah. Is Carla feels things out and um Carla had a relationship with the Holy Spirit before she had a relationship with the Bible. I had a relationship with the Bible before I had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Boom. <laughs> I've never thought about I haven't it like either, that. But that's totally it. That is totally it. Wow. Woo. Whoa. That, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for providing <laughs> us this opportunity to just make that massive connection because that is absolutely yeah. true. And you may have grown up in one tradition or the other where you had a relationship with the spirit versus the word um, or vice versa. So I've talked enough. I would love to hear, like, I've kind of dripped a few things about like my perspective on crystals. And I think this ties into the conversation around energy, which we may crack open in this episode. I'm not really sure. We'll see. Um, but what is your perspective? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so for me... There was so many lies told around me. Authority abused their authority so much that I learned to distrust what people said and learned to sense and feel through my senses. And so for me, yeah. I experience life through my senses. And your extra senses. And my extra senses and my, which I now know is my part of my unique gifting. And one of the things is I loved natural science. Oh my gosh. I absolutely, well, I love science in general, but one of my favorites was natural science and learning about all the different types of sedimentation. <laughs> right. And so my first experience with geodes is I actually went to a museum. Mm, nice a geode museum and it was ugh, I don't remember how old I was um kind of irrelevant um but basically like I learned the scientific thing mm -hmm. about geodes and crystals and different rocks and so I knew that there was a reason on why there were different types mm. each one played a role each one had a voice, if you will. And as I grew up, grew up and grew older and started making connections, I started noticing that the earth felt different mm. in different places as I was doing like different experiments with, as I grew up and had, um, you know, more epic labs and different things like that. Like I started to experience like, oh, not just different types, but also they feel different. Mm. And I started, like, I see the world through nature yeah. so much that when the whole topic slash idea of crystals was presented to me, I was like, well, of course, that makes yeah. so much sense that these geodes, the formed crystals, all the things that it will have different vibrations and there is scientific research right. with some of that as well, that there is a different feel to it. Yeah. 
And yeah, vibrations and frequency is actually a real yeah, an actual scientifically back measured measured. Yeah. It's measurable. It's yeah. measurable. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, so for me it was like, okay, well, does it feel light? Does it feel like it is clouding my path? Because the thing is, is whether a thing is good, bad, or neutral, like I had learned to scrutinize even things that were perceived as good because if it clouded your path, then it's not right for you. Now, if we were going to get like super, like in the Bible, there's verses about, um, you know, don't eat me if you. Yeah. But I think that's, we can talk about that now. It's like, that's kind of jumping back to the, the Bible side and how like <laughs> I navigated through this. Because you basically navigated like crystals are okay to me because like they they feel good, but like mm-hmm. they not they feel good, but they, there's a purity that I'm feeling here. Yeah, yeah, and, and there it is not an accident that there are so many different types. Yeah, that there's beauty in this world. Yeah, especially okay. was drawn to the fact, especially geodes, but like especially drawn to the fact that like untouched by humanity mm-hmm. beauty totally. and purity yeah without any religious systems on it yes and i say religious in in a broader context here i don't just mean like organized religion i'm saying religious as in spirituality at, at all belief systems. belief systems and i'm using that word intentionally because i think that every human being is religious in the sense that we all organize our life and activities around the worship of something or someone and whether you are in the new age, I believe new age is a religion or you're in Orthodox Christianity um, or, or, somewhere whatever, or somewhere else, else in um, the Islam or, uh, you know, Hinduism or whatever, those are all different religions. So I'm using this term inclusively of all belief systems and, but stripped back of any of those religious ideas, like they're just rocks at the end of the day but they are beautiful rocks that were created with intention by an intentional creator. And I think that that matters when it comes to this discussion around these things is, and that's part of like how my theology around these things was formed is, you know, there is that, that chapter and verse in um, first or second Corinthians where Paul is talking to the Corinthians and they're asking him like, Hey, can we eat this meat if it's been offered to idols? And he basically says like, no, it's fine. Like if, as long as you're not causing anybody to stumble, you're not creating roadblocks for somebody to know Jesus, then like you're missing the point. It's not about the meat. It's about like that person's association and their story about their story around it. Um, which is why, like, you know, we're having this conversation on a podcast, um, but I, there are people, there are relationships where like, we don't really talk about these things because like, mm-hmm. we know that for them, they may have a certain association and may not, it may not be okay for them. Yeah. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Um, because for some people it may not be okay. Personally for us, we found that there is, um, you know, I, I keep thinking of that incident in Santa Cruz. Um, hey, Mr. Man. Hi, buddy. When um, ooh, Carla and I were in Santa Cruz in California and we act, wandered into this shop 
while we were just walking along main street and instantly both of us we kind of looked at each other and we're like we are not supposed to be in here this mm-hmm. is this is yeah this is like it was a very very like very dark and it was a bright day so when we got in there the as our eyes adjusted to the light i realized that on the walls and all this was like a i don't know a new age like a cult kind of something or other um well we don't i don't really know we don't really know what it was all i know is that there were crystals in there and there were lots of animal skulls like tiny little animal skulls and i just felt the presence of like darkness and we were both like yeah we're out but it wasn't like the crystals that was creating that sensation Mm -hmm. and i think that that's the distinction is that it is it's all about how these things are used yeah and and the meaning that you are giving them everybody you want to chew on my finger yeah we talk a lot well it's all over the bible too but we talk a lot about symbols uh symbolism anchors word anchors pictures um physical objects and there (laughs) and for me i do like for example like this one cherry quartz that i'm holding if you uh aren't on the youtube uh video um i was drawn to this one um and when i found out what it was i was it made sense because it was about suppressed rage and accessing anger and i did at the time i that wasn't a thing to me uh accessing something i was working through and when it's a representation of something it is it can be a very cool modality mm-hmm. but just like anything yeah wielded it's the person behind it the intention the person yeah. wielding the thing and if you've kind of gotten the hint this isn't just about crystals this is really about anything anything but also i'm thinking in business like wielding your knowledge like are you a laser beam that is like straight like that cuts through and is precise and um makes these precise cuts or are you just coming through with a freaking dynamite bomb and just shattering people's businesses yeah or yeah you know having this type of I'm getting too much in the weeds, so I'm going to come back, reel myself back in. But really, um, I guess, like, I think, like, let's not take it so seriously. Yes. Yes. And, you know, what came up for me as you were talking is, like, okay, so we've kind of expressed, like, we don't have a problem with these. There's, like, I've got, like, biblical things around that. The passage in Corinthians is a big one for me. Um, also like this one right here, this red one, that's Carnelian. And um in ancient Israel, the priest had a breastplate that had 12 jewels on it, and one of them was Carnelian. And that was really significant for me of like of this idea of priesthood, priesthood of believers. Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of like pivot the conversation to something you mentioned, which is like, okay, so then why do we have? 
rocks and crystals. And what does this have to do with business? And I think that 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 conversation there is actually a larger one around energetics and what is energy, because that has been such a massive part of our journey in the recovering Christian entrepreneur process of um, for me, it was very disruptive because I was experiencing the Holy Spirit for the first time and I wasn't sure what it was and also experiencing energy because I don't think that they're necessarily the same thing. So could you talk a little bit about what is energy because there's this perception out there that when you say energy that you are using that as a substitute word for god you're like oh it's about the energy and like and it's like energy slash universe slash source slash god like that kind of concept and like we want to be really clear like we believe that there's like jesus and then like energy is a at least for me energy is a created thing so what is energy, Carla? Because this is kind of your realm because you're very in tune with people's energy. Yeah. Uh, there is, in the science area, there's um, measured kinetic energy, which is also known as movement energy. Then there's also static, where although it doesn't appear to be moving, it's still energized if i were to like break it down and be all scientific about it and there is you can detect something right a presence like a um, bioelectrical field Mm -hmm. yeah yes they can detect it and for me i experience it as like what it connects us all this energy, this biokinetic energy connects us all. And for me, it's actually my understanding of one of the tangible ways to feel and experience the Holy Spirit. Mm. Like I am, I am allowing by opening myself up Mm -hmm. Like the Holy Spirit is moving in and through me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when like we believe in a lot of different things, but ultimately, this idea of is of energy is like, okay, if you believe in en- energy, whatever your definition is, what is the purpose of that belief? Like what is ultimately yeah. that the core? thing behind that belief and I would invite you to challenge your belief if you do think that energy is the same as big g god why if you think that energy is just the bioelectric field like why or that I think there's also a, a segment of some theological circles that think that energy is not of God. 
And oh like yes an otherly spiritual thing like possibly demonic and, and whatnot so when yeah. people are talking about energy they're actually just talking about like spirits that are not of God. totally yeah that's a good point that you bring it up so you might be of that camp of like i have experienced darkness yeah. and there is definitely more than one energy when i say energy i'm not saying the energy right right there's energy that connects us there's energy there is a connection where the holy spirit is in us and there's that energy there's the thorning I wonder if they, if the viewers uh, can hear my son. Our son is. He's just chewing on my hand. Just yeah. going to town. He's really into this energy and crystals conversation. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like, yeah, mom. Yeah. yeah. I think part of why this conversation is relevant if you are an entrepreneur is, at so, especially if you're in the coaching <laughs> especially if you're in the coaching consulting space you encounter this a lot oh big bird if you're in the coaching consulting space or just in entrepreneurship in general then it's very likely that you've encountered the topic of crystals the topic of energy people who may not believe the same as you talking about these things and it can be kind of like confusing because you may not have ever thought about these things before. And I think those are important discussions to have um, because like, I think that God can be glorified through your redemptive action around these things. And some of you may have a history of being in the new age or of being in other religious uh, spiritual camps and then coming to faith in Jesus later and then recovering from the religion that you encountered afterwards. Um, and this, this topic is not meant to trigger you or to think like, you know, lead you into thinking that um, something that you may be convinced is, is wrong is okay. We're not here to convince you that if, if you have a conviction that like, you know, crystals are not for you. And then we're not saying like, oh, crystals are fine. It's fine for everybody. Like, no, we're actually saying exactly what Paul said in Corinthians, which is that like, if you have a problem with it, then stay away from it. Mm -hmm. If there's a past association with these things, um, then like, don't, don't do that. It's the same reason on why God has multiple names. Oh, dig into that. What? What? Okay. Hit yeah. me with it. Well, like when you have a negative association of something and it brings up past trauma, like, yes, there's an element of healing that you get to have. But in the meantime, if there is so much pain that, especially if you've experienced abusive religious authority and there's so much pain around the quote, God, you experienced there. God is not going to just let it just hang there. He values you so much. 
He cares about you so much that there are multiple names so that you, where he can meet you, even if you can't come to the table, like Mm. God can meet you there. There is one of my favorites is the breath. Yeah. So in English, we know as Yahweh, uh, though technically there was no vowels um, in the spelling, and yeah. it was meant to be the sound of a breath. Yeah, that God, the name of God that he gave Israel of Y-H-W-H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Is like mimics the sound of breath. And it says in the scriptures that like he created man and breathed life into him. And and it's interesting even that he puts a tree in the middle of the garden and trees make our oxygen. Yeah. Like there's a, there's this element of breath all throughout. Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting topic that I'm sure we could dive into. Super totally. But it's yeah. kind of funny because that actually circles right back to the energetics conversation uh, and the idea of breath. Like God is literally the source of life and there there's vitality in his presence oh vitality work i love vitality work yeah. uh, like it's so that's why do i have this this crystal thing right here this carnelian because like when i first encountered it i felt vitality i felt life and i want to surround myself with people and things that bring that sensation of life and like Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And we often use that phrase as a way to slam, to slap back at other religions and be like, no, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Like there's only one. And we miss what he was actually saying of not saying not that he wasn't saying that necessarily. He's saying, I'm the life. Like that you may have it more abundantly. More, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And if there are things that, if this rock that he made can help me connect to that, then I, I can't see a problem with that. Yeah. So um, part of this was actually inspired by one, lots of people asking about this, but also about like, okay, what is this thing with like energy and a practice? like um having a grounding ritual routine practice what have you um and as it relates to to business as uh, it relates someone was asking the question around like hey like i'm i feel like i don't know how to manage my energy and it's affecting the way that i'm showing up in my business Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so we're gonna actually in our facebook group we're gonna dive into like an actual a deeper um discussion discussion training. if you will training we're not quite sure if, if we're going to label it but we're going to have a deeper discussion with that um it's one of it's one of my favorites um but really when things feel really heavy just on like the surface level starting out like we said in the previous episode we don't just want to give you information we want you to walk away with action so Cam just like hit on a very beautiful key thing, which is like surrounding yourself with things and the 
and people around you that inspire life, that inspire you to get up in the morning and pursue, like continue in your pursuit of your mission, of your purpose in life. And having a practice that grounds you first starting with that, starting with Well, I will obviously have to dive into this in much greater depth because now my, our daughter, yep, I'm going to have to finish the episode by myself really quick because my daughter also just uh, woke up. So anyway, so Cam's walking. Cam is now gone, but we are going to continue on. Um, and so with this thing about like energy and um, I'm uh, this this pers- specific person was also talking about being swayed um, by different per- uh, people's energy or also just like not feeling great with certain specific activities within the business that it no longer feels good. And you, um, like, what do you do then? And part of that, I don't want to walk away and be like, oh, well, this is a deep, like a bigger conversation. Like, here's this thing right? More information. There is an element of um, working through the stagnant energy within yourself, um, the emotional body, the somato emotional body. Um, if you've read the book, the body keeps a score. Um, there is like literal things, literal uh, elements. There's little pieces of stagnant energy stuck within your own body that is going to require a greater level of depth and healing. And so that's like a different conversation. For here with energy and like, for the sake of this conversation, I guess I should say, is you get to do things that help you remind yourself of who you really are. So we keep referencing, especially me, because this is a lot of the work that I do um, as a company counselor and working with my clients. And like, as you discover more about who God really is, but also like what your core belief systems are, who you truly are, like letting that earthquake um use it in a different analogy from a previous episode but allowing the things that are not meant to be part of your foundation just kind of like fall away um, or get cleaned up I guess is a better analogy get cleaned up it allows a clearing so that your energy is clear now there's also a thing to say about extroverts and introverts Uh, A lot of people understand, oh, extroverts are the super, like, love to be in parties and be around people and introverts aren't. Well, you can also be in between, you can be ambivert, you can also be an extroverted introvert, introverted extrovert, there are different things and kind of like a simple way of thinking it is where you get your energy from. So typically extroverts gather energy with people. 
And introverts gather energy within the stillness of being by themselves. If you are in a space of, if you are in business as an introvert, that can look at, that can look like you are completely spent and you feel guilty because you're not spent, like you feel like you're giving the leftovers to your family or you're dreading the day or you kind of have to like gear up to go to work, right? Um, On the extroverted side, it could be you're clocking off, but you're not really clocking off. You're jittery. You're There's a lot of activity. Um, you're touched out. Um, there's just so much there that it like feels like you're going to burst. Um, emotional, like emotional outbursts, if you will. Introverts kind of more like shutting down, being in, um, introspective, kind of like re- withdrawn, while extroverts are kind of... M- can be not always can be more of the emotional roller coaster if you will and so understanding that regardless of what you view about energy having starting if you don't already starting a daily thing where you are tapping into what fills your cup actually don't like that analogy it's more like a waterfall Like, that, like, the dam that's, like, stopping the flow, like, having access to the pouring through without making you feel raw. And so, for example, breathwork is one of our favorites um, as an example of having a practice of opening and accessing, but also releasing what we inevitably kind of pick up throughout the day. So I could talk on and on about this, but one of the things is starting off with, obviously starting off with a routine, a ritual practice, whatever you want to call it. And also the more you have boundaries the more that you will find yourself having that less and less around the um, being swayed by other people's energy or being swayed by the tempo of the business. Oh my gosh, I see this a ton when there's a team. It can be, the energy and the culture of the team can be swayed by individual members as a collective, like individual energy in the collective, right? Think of that. The same thing goes even when you're a solopreneur where there is use, your environment also invites a certain feeling. It's why a lot of people love Christmas and invites and invokes a sense of just home and warmth and all the good things. Or if you had something really terrible happen around Christmas time, it can invoke the exact opposite feeling. And it's because that environment has been infused with a certain energy due to a major or even minor, seemingly minor event. So we're going to dive more into that in the Facebook group. So be sure to check us out. It's the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur 
money marketing and your message in the Facebook group. Obviously, we'll have our details as usual in the description box below. You can also find me on Instagram as I'm more so on Instagram, Cam's more on Facebook. And uh, if anything about this triggered you and you want to have a deeper conversation, please reach out. If you want to remain anonymous um, and you don't want to have this talked about, but just a conversation with me and you, let me know as well. Or invite a conversation in the comments of like, what are your thoughts? How did you first experience crystals or just geodes or whatever you want to call it? How, what was your first experience with energy and crystals and just life? I want to know. All right. I have got to go. My husband has been with the kiddos. I will talk to you guys. It's been amazing. Love you.